<laughs> Just a little dairy coughing before I say the AFC West Future and Lady Cup Bombs edition of Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Given Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgivenpodcast.com backslash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Do, 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 now we do this. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. <laughs> yes, sir. Right, we got to start the stopwatch. Uh, it is Wednesday, August 16th, and we're here at 1230 Pacific. In between our two normal times, <laughs> our normal time at noon, bet used to be now we got pushed to one for the two days, August. Now we're in the middle, 1230. Not that anyone cares. I know you want to keep a steady pattern, but, you know, the August, the preseason, a lot of previews. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting shuffled around. And I'm going on a few college, college games with Dundee, picks Dundee. But right now it's me, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box, as we do, dropping the bottom line box. Um we got a big show for you today. It is the AFC West Future Bomb Preview. If you look at the thumbnail, this is this was the easy, my easiest thumbnail because I just had to put my face on Andy Reid and it's the exact same face. Me and Andy Reid are very similar. Um, anyway, uh, we're also going to do some Lady Cup Bombs. The World Cup Finals are set. Uh, there's another golf tournament this weekend with the playoffs. It gets shrink, shrunken down to BMW Open. And of course, a man in a box segment. So let's get it. Let's see. Let's see what happened. Let's do a re- re- recap. I'm gonna try to keep the show moving quickly. You know, efficiently. Last show was like over an hour ten because I couldn't stop. But uh, what was I gonna say? I I, I just I was just telling Cream Dog here before uh, I got on there. I, I might. I know. I I don't want to talk about. I I don't like talking about. Um, YouTube commenters and just online trolls and shit like that. Uh, but I will say, I knew it was going to happen as soon as I posted this video this morning. My man in the box videos, which I post, I posted one this morning about that from last episode about that country themed punk song, uh, not punk song, protest song. Rich guys north of Richmond that the internet's going fucking crazy for. Um, and I knew as I posted it, it was just gonna, it's gonna get comments nonstop that are bad. Comments are rarely good online. I was never a fan of just like uh, disabling comments. I'm like, ah, you coward. But then I realized, yeah, why, why wouldn't I? Cow- comments are never, ever good. And it's just there to make you feel terrible. <laughs> so I get it with people disabled, but I always kept it up because why not? Whatever. Sometimes because it's funny too, because I don't take it seriously. Because you're first of all, they're the worst people on earth. You're commenters on the internet. Not YouTube commenters will live, not my fans, not my degenerates, of course. I'm not talking about people who go to videos just to say negative shit and just <laughs> they're fucking worse. But anyway. This one was even especially great because it's just like, yeah, nice TikTok. Uh, it was dog shit review, man. That's why your TikTok, that's why your channel doesn't have any traction, which is hilarious in two ways. One, do you think I'm doing a review a review of a three-minute song? Like I'm Roger Ebert on a three-minute song. Here's my review of a song, so I saved you the time if you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> oh, man. And then any traction, TikTok. Tra- Everyone's in the fucking biz with now with TikTok. That's where your channel doesn't get any traction. Like that woman who sings in the bathroom, lip syncs rap songs in the bathroom. She's got traction. She does. I don't get the traction that moms who can edit get. Anyway, um, so let's start off the show. Anyway, that's so that so that video's up there. It just happened this morning. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. 
I'll, I'll, I'll gather in 20 more comments that'll just fucking rip on me. It's just, and then they repeat what you say, and like they, they don't think it's obviously, obviously the internet doesn't get a joke, but holy shit, it's just so fucking bizarre. We love that fucking song. We know. Why is everything so tribal? Okay, anyway. All right, let's see what happened in sport. Last night was a new episode of Hard Knocks. That happened. Um, I wanted to get that sprinkler. I got I to gotta get my fucking sound box. My sound box. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. I got to get my sound box, you know? Get my tablet going. Uh, episode two is hard enough. They, they they got away from Aaron Rodgers a little bit, thank God. The Jets and uh, the hype, but that hype train keeps going. That's why I gave out Quinn and Williams at twenty five to one of defensive player of the year before last night's episode because once they featured him, which they did last night, forget about it. Now he's going to go off at even money because that's what Hard Knocks does. It, everything, everyone looks like the greatest player of all time on Hard Knocks. And he's good. I like him, but yeah, I had 11 sacks in a preseason game. Okay, relax. But he's great. Good for him. Um, it was a weird, it was a weird episode. It, 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 it started off with like an eight-minute magic show. What the hell was going on there? I always love when they bring in entertainment for the team and they bring in magicians and that old trope. Uh, he wasn't a magician. He was a magician. He was a mentalist. And he did things like, think of a number, and he'll know the number. And he'll, oh, people go crazy. That's that old Aziz and Zari bit about how black people react to magic, how they love it. And it is, it's, it's fun to watch. It's pure joy in Wonderbrit. They do cartwheels. They go crazy. But it's perfect combination. Then you have football coaches, those meathead coaches who sit there, and they are the ultimate in pessimistic dad vibes. Like they just don't, they're just cynical, and they're not believing any of these magicians. <laughs> of course they don't get it And I've always broken down magicians You know, not broken down magicians But They hate when you try to guess How to, how you did it I don't know, I always say I know how you did that trick I know how you did that trick uh, You grew up alone You had no friends Right? Am I right about my close? A lot of training in your room Not talking to anybody I know how that works it's a great trick. Not saying it's not a great trick. It's, a, it's an obvious skill that you learned, but you're you're not a mentalist. You don't know what's on people's brains. If you did, you would run the world. Go play poker then. If you know what's on everyone's fucking minds and you know what numbers are holding, go become a billionaire. But like I said, they're very skilled. I'm not saying magicians aren't skilled. It's just weird. They do the fuck. They then they do their bits. That's what I hate about magic magicians. They do their tricks, find a great trick, but then then you have to suffer through their comedy routine. As you look to pick a card, you know what's funny though? It was a weird subgenre of uh, of magic. You had the mentalist out there who's doing he's doing these things, and then he he took a dig at magicians. You see that when he's like, all right, uh, pick. He's like, I want to do a pulls, pulls out a deck of cards, and he's like, to Aaron Rodgers, he's <laughs> <It's> like. <laughs> I don't do card tricks. Card tricks are boring. I'm a mentalist. And then he went and proceeded to go do a card trick. Okay. It's the, it's it's still magic, asshole. You're all still part of the same nerd group, nerd. <laughs> the mentalist magic. But I love a digging magician. That's boring. What I do is mental. Mentalists like to say they're not magicians. It's a different power. It's it's all fuck. It's all subgenres of magic. Put your magic to good use. Or at least evil. If you're going to be a mentalist, be an evil mentalist. You know? Try to take over the world until like a Superman beats you or something like that. I like pickpocket magic. They should have had that. Guy just pickpocket all the fucking... You ever see those? They're kind of, it's kind of fun. They bring a guy up and he'll take everything. He'll take the tie off you. He'll take your belt off you. It's pretty amazing. Google pickpocket magicians. There's, there's only a couple of them, but they're fucking great. Apollo something, whatever is his, uh, the main guy. He's like the king of it. Anyway, we'll get through that. <laughs> I'll talk about that shit later. Well, maybe or maybe not. Uh, 
Then there's the quarterback. They, they, of course, they did have to do a little bit of Aaron Rodgers on the Hard Knocks episode. And I always say, like the, the and you can see you can see it uh, boiling a little bit last night. It's it's got to be very awkward of Zach Wilson being there because they keep talking about how great it is to have Aaron Rodgers because of how bad it was last year. Like, oh my God, was last year terrible? Oh, wasn't it, Zach Wilson? You were there. Oh, that's right. You were the reason why it was terrible. You're the reason why we have Aaron Rodgers here. Thank God you were so bad that we had no problem getting past you, even though we're still here that no one even wants to trade for you. But Aaron Rodgers here. And they worship Aaron Rodgers so much, like like these fucking teenage girls. They're all Swifties, but for Rodgers. They had a quarterback's meeting. And the, and the meeting was just like, let's play a game. Let's see how good Aaron Rodgers' play fake is. Okay, who thinks this is a run? Raise your hand, Zach. Zach, where are you going? Zach, come back here. Come back in the room, Zach. We're playing the Rodgers' play fake game. And he's just like, yeah, this is a dog shit fake. Ken Barnard, welcome to the cut. Welcome to the threat. <laughs> yeah, you already got a homework assignment. Ten minutes in, you're already we're already googling pickpocket magicians. I'll go. I, I listen. I can. I had. I had to stop myself. I can go off on pickpocket magicians for a while. I I enjoy it. It's a, it's, a, it's a hell of an art. Um. But yeah, they made Zach Wilson, and then they're all like, "Yes, okay, that one's a pass. That one's a run. Okay, yeah, I was wrong." And the coach is like, "Oh man, even quarterbacks can't tell." And Rodgers is there smiling, taking all this adulation, like, <laughs> two-handed, huh? Short change, huh? <laughs> Fuck off, Rodgers. This is making a hero. This is making me like Zach Wilson. This show. I'll just say that. Anyway. That was episode two. Then they showed a little thing at the, in the old end credits. So you have the players who try to do bits on on the, on the you know during the week to try. They know they're going to get on camera, like the guy mispronouncing charcuterie. And then uh, that was weird when they played Naked Gun at the end credits and they were teaching them about Naked Gun. You forget like these guys are men, but they're like twenty five. Like oh yeah, they're still fucking Gen Zs, weirdos. I do not know about Naked Gun though. I mean, I understand how you know not know about Naked Gun if you're 20 years younger than me. But <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the Jets took time out of their practice to show them the genius of Leslie Nielsen, mic'd up in the bathroom, doing a 40 second potty bit. Anyway, with that being said, Hard Knocks still amazing. Jets are even odds to win the Super Bowl after watching them every, draft every Jet. They're gonna they're gonna go seventeen and zero, no, without a doubt. Uh, anyway, on today's episode, we will break down the AFC West. When we, when I come back, I'll also give out some bombs for the Women's World Cup final and the golf that's happening this weekend. And of course, a man in the box about the Johnny Football documentary. But first, let me tell you about game time. It's a great app, but if you want to get tickets, you know, you talk about getting tickets is always stressful. You know, so it should not be. But game time, it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Let's say you're like Ken Barnard, who uh, lives out in Baltimore. You know, he's just a schlub out there in the suburbs. He doesn't know when the hot thing is coming to town anymore. You're probably just like him. You, dot, you fire up the game time app. You get your real game and your your Ravens. You don't know. Maybe you want to see a, a, who who's the hot new con, Matt Rife coming to town. You want to take your your girl to see Matt Rife. Watch him do crowd work. What a what a great night that would be. You spend eight hundred dollars. Anyway, you go to GameTime.co. <laughs> not com. Co. That's how you know they're legit. Um, but you browse through the game time app and it can talk about all, all the upcoming events that they got in there. They got flash deals, last minute tickets. It's an easy way to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views. There's no, uh, you know, no stress. And that's what I don't need. There's nothing worse than people go, ah, can I get tickets for this? You're coming to town. Can I get tickets? T send them to the game time app. Just get that. You snag the tickets without any stress. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. That's a lot. $20 off, especially if you're going to go see Taylor Swift or Bruce Springsteen. They're, they're only going for five grand a pop, those seats. 
Although I just saw Bruce got sick. So he had to cancel a couple of Philly shows. Maybe 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 shave your con- I heard Taylor Swift's concerts are three and a half hours too. Holy fuck. That's gotta be annoying. And no no shade on Taylor Swift, but I mean, holy God, seventy thousand teenage girls screaming for four hours. Woo! Okay, terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download the game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we are back on the bottom line, Bob's. Welcome, Captain Insano. Says Apollo Creed, he does work. He 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 does work some magic. You know, down damn right. Google Apollo Creed. He works some magic. He says. Um, Ken Barner jumps in about Matt Rife. Too famous to play Baltimore Premier Suburban Comedy Club. <laughs> yeah, probably right. He's fucking killing it. He's killing it. Who knew? Who knew that you had to be that hot comics could work? Hot male comics. That's usually a bad sign when you're a good-looking guy comic. But yeah, apparently they like it. I wouldn't know. I'm neither. Anyway, welcome back. Let's talk about this AFC West, huh? Let's get into it. We have um, fourteen divisions. <laughs> I was just going to break it out. Fourteen divisions. Kansas City Chiefs, Chargers are the top two. Then you got Denver and Vegas. Obviously, um, let me break down my. Where's my? Where's my sheet? I wrote notes. I wrote notes. There we are. Okay. Uh, Kansas City's a heavy favorite, minus one sixty-five to win the division. That's a. That's a I hate playing negative numbers. I, and I broke it down to the south where I said I'd rather play. Um, I'd rather play the Jacksonville Jaguars at this number to win a division than I would Kansas City. Now, I'm basically just a hater. I, I, I'm kind of down on Kansas City this year. I don't really have any legitimate reason other than it's kind of a, you know, a letdown let hangover year from a Super Bowl that I don't think they barely want. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're going to do the same thing. They've hosted the last five AFC championship games, which is pretty, pretty Andy Reedish and pretty gross. Um, the division got worse. It was supposed to be the best division of football last year. It was not. Chargers got better. They're plus 280. You can get them at plus 300, three to one to win division. Then he comes Denver at 575, and then Vegas is 1250. People really think Vegas is going to be terrible. I don't know why people are so down to Raiders. People think that roster is just terrible. Let's see what let's see who they lost. I mean, obviously, they lost Derek Carr. Let's see, we'll start from the bottom up. They lost uh they lost Derek Carr. They also lost their backup, Jared Stidham. Stidham went to Denver. Which says a lot about what they actually think about Russell Wilson, but we'll get to that later. Let's talk about Vegas. But they added Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer. Jacoby Myers, Philip Dorsett, Cam Sims, OJ Howard, Austin Hopper. Wait, my, but they drafted Michael Meyer, a tight end for Notre Dame, and Trey Tucker. So yeah, they were bad last year, but they had quarterback problems. They, I think, getting rid of Derek Carr is going to help. We all know. Here's the problem with the Vegas Raiders. Besides, I think they do have some talent in there, and they're over under six and a half wins, heavily juiced to the under. I'm kind of leaning over for them, only because everyone is down on them. They're a weird team because they're a public team, Vegas, but there's also, because it's in Vegas, they get a lot of sharp gamblers. So a lot of gamblers are saying under, that's what people go with. So they'll adjust the number to that. So I think you kind of can get some buyback with the over. Um, the problem with Vegas, the Raiders, Vegas, they're like a social experiment. And they realize you can't keep drafting these young 20-year-olds and make them millionaires and let them live in Las Vegas. Then they're going to go to Top Golf, get hammered, and drive ninety miles down the street and kill a woman. I think their last like five first round picks have all been thrown in jail and almost murdered people just because like how how do you expect these how do you how would you live as a superstar millionaire when you're twenty two in Las Vegas? I would live just like that. You can't do it. That's why that's why the Garoppolo. Yeah, it's going to be risky because you know. Although they think Garoppolo is this huge partier just because he went out with a porn star. He, he took he he made a huge move by taking an adult film star out for out to, to dinner. You don't take them out in public. You should have shame. <laughs> 
No, you do that because if you do hide them, they're gonna they're gonna you you get you get out in front of it. Ask Zion or even Gronk. Remember when Gronk had that porn star and she would like tweet out pictures of the jersey and shit like that? At least she was a little respectful. Zion's. Oh boy. Forget about it. She is destroying his life. <laughs> so Garoppolo, well, he's smart about it. Well, no, let's take you to a respectful dinner. Let the let the press get your pictures of it, you know. And then uh, we'll be done with it. And you know, they'll she'll feel amazing. You'll treat the whores like queens, queens like whores technique. Jimmy G knows what he's doing. Jimmy G's kind of a right-handed Matt Liner. Where he's not that great of a quarterback, but he's handsome. So everyone's just like, ah, fuck it, let's get him a job. Look how handsome Jimmy G is. But he's not a he's not that bad of a quarterback. I don't know why people the Niners hated him so much. The Niners hated Garoppolo. They they openly told him, don't come back to us, but then they kept him. <laughs> you know, it was just it's had him hanging around. Then he saved their fucking season. Anyway, um, so other than that, then they get their, uh, I do like that running back though. So you're way the rookie running back. Jacobs is in the holdout. They're going to be, they're going to be, it's going to be some trouble for them for sure. How about Henry Ruggs getting three years sentence, three to 10 years, but he might get out in three years. He fucking killed a woman. He could play for the rate. I, I think his rookie contract, I think he's stolen his rookie contract. It's probably the best thing that ever happened to Henry Ruggs. Now you can get paid. <laughs> you play, you play a year or two. You murder a woman. You go to jail for three years. Then, then your rookie contract expires. And then, you, now you can sign your second deal without getting the wear and tear of a football season. This was pretty smart, actually, of Henry Ruggs. Good work on his part. Three fucking years. Holy shit! I don't. I mean. <laughs> Who is who? Who's the sentence? Who's the judge in that? Goodell? Like he gave Kamara three games <laughs> for almost murdering a guy himself in an elevator. Anyway, um, but Rugs, yeah, hell, he might be he might be a Raider in three years. That'd be amazing if he came out, signed a contract, and play. He they said like, okay, you make a mistake, and I get it, the DUI mistake. I don't want to pile on a guy, and it's a tragic story, obviously. But there's reports that, that he was like intentionally driving around like Grand Theft Auto looking for targets. That's how fucking crazy he is. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on off the radar. That's what but that's my point. You can't have these teams in Vegas. That's what they're saying. That's what the problem was with having a any professional teams in Vegas. Like, oh, well, the it's not the gambling. It's putting these athletes in Vegas with millions of dollars. What do you think is going to happen? It should be for all-star games only. You can't have you can't have a home team. I mean, yeah, the hockey team works because then no one knows what the hell's going on. But they want to play a baseball team? I mean, the baseball team, I don't know. Who knows? Too hot for baseball in there. The football team, it's weird because all they do is – I've been to that stadium, the hockey puck, the black hockey puck. It's uh, – I mean, it's cool and all, but it's not the Raiders. The, the Raider guys are there. It's all like a costume. It's all a show. There's a Raider fan, the spikes and shit, but it's all like, you feel like they're all getting paid. And then they bring in fans and they bring in whales from other towns and it's, you know, it sucks. Anyway, I like them over six and a half. Let's do that bomb. Plus 120. I think you're buying low. I think they can get seven wins. Why? Because look who else is in this division. Denver Broncos, eight and a half. Now, here we go. Denver, I'm kind of mixed about. You have to, you have to, uh, I mean, you have Russell Wilson, who was in the, who was in the cult last year. I mean, he's in a cult. Not your uh, standard, not, your, not the hot, like on sexy Netflix, like sex cults, you know, in a robe and all that shit where they trick women. Now, he's like, he's the throwback, like 70s cults. Where you had you performed mass suicide, you know, something's there. You look at his eyeballs; he's, something is wrong. He is looking beyond when he looks into the camera, and like they, when he's like doing forced these TikTok videos with his wife, his hot celebrity wife. It's just bizarre. Everything he says is bizarre. Like the "Let's ride," the whole thing. Like that was not a human being doing interactions. 
So Sean Payton comes in as a coach. Everyone's excited for that. They have, but they kind of emptied the cupboard. I like a couple individual plays. I, it's all, it all, I mean, this is all depends if you think Russell Wilson's year last year was just because of Nathaniel Hackett, which is an easy way to blame it. I don't. If you saw Russell Wilson's last preseason, first preseason game this year, he looks a little shook. He looks fucking, you know, he just does not look the same. And that happens, obviously. I'm not saying he wasn't a good quarterback. He was always a good quarterback. He was never the best. You know, he was just a gamer. And when you and when a gamer's skills erode a little bit, it gets it gets bad in a hurry. He's ten to one to win comeback player of the year, Russell Wilson. That shows you how bad he was last year. That he's all that he's a a respectable bet against his only other competition to win comeback player of the year is a guy who literally died on the field. Demar Hamlin, who will win the play, comeback player of the year, by the way. So don't don't waste your money betting on anyone but Demar Hamlin. Um, <laughs> can you imagine a writer not voting for Demar Hamlin? How much fuck how, how much he'll get shrug up in public? Yeah, no, no, I didn't like it. I think it was more Lamar Jackson. Anyway, um, but ten to one is pretty low odds for comeback player of the year when you're going against Demar Hamlin. That's how bad. That's how horrible Russell Wilson was. That being said. I still think he can put up numbers on Sean Payton's offense. And Sean Payton, he likes to funnel through the receivers. Like the Michael Thomas, where he's just one guy. Now, because of that, they have two guys, Jerry Judy and Cordell Sutton, who I think both have both the value on both those guys. I don't I don't want to play any Russell's numbers. I'm not even a fan of Russ. But even if Russ does falter, I don't think Payton will have any problems. Putting in Jaron Stidham. And I and I like Jaron Stidham. They didn't lose anyone. They only lost like Mike Boone, Chase Edmonds. Good riddance. They added Sam Perrine, Marquez Calloway, and Marvin Mims. They drafted him, who is a sleeper. But Sutton, Sutton's over under 700 and a half yards. That seems very low. I Judy's more talented. I think his yards is like 900. I like that too. I got him to lead the receiving... Jerry Judy to lead the league in receiving yards of 40 to 1 is a pretty good odds. Let's do that. Bomb that. You can also put him at 50 to 1 offensive player of the year. That'd be pretty sick. That that would take a lot. That would take Russell Wilson to really be good. So I don't know if I can do that. But even if Wilson is respectable, and even is not. Sutton and Judy, give me all those props of over 700 and a half for Sutton, over 900 and a half for Judy. Judy to lead the league in receiving yards, 40 to 1. Those are great. Those are great plays from in my mind. But to get to 8.5, to get to 9 wins, to make it a winning team, just because it's Sean Payton, who was hilarious, by the way, it came out. And obviously he had, he had to calm everyone down and say, don't worry, it wasn't Russell Wilson's fault. It was all that fucking guy Hackett, that dumb coach you had last year. Boy, was he dumb. And then they realize, oh, you, you really shouldn't be saying that about another coach you're playing in week four. What? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was just me with my Fox Fox hat on, you know, when I was an announcer last year for Fox. What? When did you say that for Fox? You, you never say anything fun, Fox. You never say anything controversial. You, you talk like you wanted to get a job, and now that you got a job, you're doing this? Anyway, we're going to go with Denver under eight and a half. Bomb that. Only because I think they'll be exciting, and eventually they will get things going. They're gonna have to get. They're gonna have to get past Russell Wilson. It's a make or break year for Russ, obviously, and I don't think it's gonna go well. Even if it goes well, it's his ceiling is not that high. He's more of the leader than the prolific passer. But now let's get to something fun. Let's get to these Chargers. These are the guys I want to get into. See, I want to fade Kansas City. It's tough. It's still tough though. Because they're so amazing. But we can do alt numbers. You can do alt wins. LA Chargers are at nine and a half and they're three to one in the win division. Over nine and a half is juice to minus 135, obviously. They did not lose anyone. That's why I like these Chargers. They added Quentin Johnson in the draft as a rookie TCU receiver, who should be stud. I'll add him to Keenan Allen, the Jimmy Smith of Keenan McCardles. Um, 
Mike Williams, who I think is going close to bust territory. He'll have a breakout year. He's just weird. But the offense will be different this year with Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. And apparently him and Brandon Staley, they're getting along perfectly. Staley, one of those weird weird boy genius defensive guys whose defenses aren't that great. But they have Boses. I, I mean, this Charger team is always – they always fall apart. And that's really the only – Criticism the Chargers have is that, oh, they're just, they're just mental midgets. They break down like they did in a playoff game when they blew a fucking 30-point first quarter lead to the Jacksonville, uh, whatever the hell it was. Um, but now they come in with a new offense coordinator, and they have Justin Herbert, who I think is the greatest quarterback in the league. I love Justin Herbert. I called him up to see who showed up to his birthday party. He said, everyone, I said, great, I'm drafting you in all my leagues. I drafted him all, to, all last year. He, he, got, he was about to fucking explode last year. But one, that offense holds him back. And two, he got hurt. Like week two in that Kansas City game, then he played through his injury the whole year. And he was still amazing. That's why I'm pretty high on these charges. Get him healthy with Kellen Moore of offensive coordinator. First of all, we're, doing, we're bombing nine and a half over. Bop. They didn't get an alt. I don't know if I like the alt total of 11 and, 11 and a half, but who knows? The problem is the AFCs is so tough. But three to one to win that division, why? They're always with. The problem is Kansas City always beats them, but it's always by some ridiculous, weird overtime. Last time was like a 99 yard pick six when Gerald Everett just quit, you know? Um. <laughs> um. I am going to give out Justin Herbert to win the MVP at 10 to 1. I like that. And 450 plus four and a half to lead the league in passing yards. Why not? Um, here's a comment. Ken Barnard says Donald Parnum, comeback player of the year, underdog. I love, we love Donald Parnum. He's a backup tight end of Gerald Everett. He's referring to an inside thing. Ken Barnard, by the way, shout out to him and the, and the Little Mermaids, who are the reigning champions of our fantasy football league, having our draft this weekend in Las Vegas, downtown, the beautiful Golden Nugget. I'll have a report from that on Monday. Anyway, um, last year was it last year? Maybe two years ago, we went to the Kansas, we went to the Chiefs Chargers game here in Los Angeles, a beautiful SoFi Stadium, the greatest TV studio in the world. And uh, <laughs> we, we, we went heavy on Donald Parham over bets. His props to make one catch, whatever it was, 10 and a half yards, first touchdown, last touchdown. You know, backup tight ends are always the funny, fun prop bets to make because they're, the, little, the totals are so low. They just basically got to make one catch. And if they do, it catches big time. So we showed up, uh, we showed up like, you know, 10 minutes late to the game because it's L.A., Traffic, parking, parking was only $4,000. And we're like, all right, here we go. We're excited. And we're like, where's Parm? We'll get him out there. He usually gets out there in blocks. Where is he? And then someone behind us told us, oh, you didn't, you didn't hear? You weren't here for that. That's right. Uh, he died. He died in the first series of the game. What? Yeah, yeah. He stretcher came out, took him out. He's dead. He's a, he's a, he's a dead human being. Oh, that's a shame. He didn't die literally, but he had a horrible, horrible, terrifying injury where, you know, both teams take a knee type of injury. And I was, and uh, we were out 50 bucks. So let's, let's get him a nice comeback player of the year. We always say, you know, he's, he does have, he does, if anyone could battle DeMar Hamlin with a death injury, it's someone like Donald Parham. And that's how you win comeback player of the year. You come back from an injury, you come back from being awful, or you come back from death. Parma's uh, got two out of three of those. But DeMar Hamlin is going to win, like I said. Anyway, uh, so we're going with Chargers. We're going Justin Herbert. I don't don't mind Quentin Johnson, but uh, and with the Callum Moore, I don't know if there's any other props. I just like all the Herbert products because they, they do spread the ball around. Austin Eckler, he's a weird dude, Eckler. I feel like Eckler should wear Vans for his cleats, you know? He's... He's so very, he's very Southern California. I don't even know if he's from Southern California, but he, he seems to me like he's some kind of surfer Southern California. Um, but he should wear, he should wear specialized van cleats. Like uh, the Phillies pitcher threw no hitter. He wear vans. He's the only one athlete who wears vans, which I didn't realize vans. Of course, is the skateboarder sh shoes. 
out here in Southern California. People are, people are, people still gatekeep with that. Someone's like, "How's he wear Vans? He better, he better be, uh, better not be a poser." Then I found out he's from Southern California. I'm like, that's cool. Oh, okay. You're a 50 year old man gatekeeping sneakers. All right, fair enough. Uh, so let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm high on the Chargers. I'm gonna take them over nine and a half and three to one in the win division. Because you can't lay 165 to win Kansas. Either though Kansas City probably will win. But Kansas City comes in fat and sassy from their Super Bowl win. Their ridiculous Super Bowl win when they won on a fucking ice rink versus the Eagles. Good for Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And then you got Patrick Mahomes and his quarterback show. They're the, the, the Disney version of Hard Knocks. I went into that show like thinking, like, okay, I'm not going to hate on Brittany or the, like everyone else. But you can't, you can't not hate on her. She's so white girl annoying. He had a thing like, what's my favorite What's my favorite food? She's like, ah, spaghetti. He's like, tacos. Oh, okay. They've only known each other since high school. Anyway, um, <laughs> they added, they lost Ronald Jones. Who cares? But the Chiefs added Richie James, Rasheed Rice they drafted. And they also lost Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster and Mecole Hardman. Mecole Hardman on the Jets. Juju went to New England, I believe. And so they added Rasheed Rice. So they're going to have Sky Moore. They have uh, Kennard Tony, who's the Percy Harvin of today's age. Who's People keep drafting him because he's a stud athlete, but he's always hurt. He'll always have a bad foot injury. That being said... It's Travis Kelsey. He's the number receiver. They, they didn't do anything to improve it, so you can try to guess which Chiefs receiver is going to be good. Take Travis Kelsey over 1,100 yards. Sure, he's going to fade one year, but it's not going to be this year. Someone's trying to say how Mahomes is relatable. He he's relatable relative speak relatively speaking. Yeah, he's not he's not Tom Brady, who's an alien or astronaut who fucking. You know, fucks Giselle, we're used to. Or Peyton, who was a fucking meathead royalty. Mahomes is relatable. Because that weird voice, I guess, not faux hawk, but I don't know. He still makes $500 million in salary alone. Uh, but anyway, Andy Reid. <laughs> I'm looking at that picture of me and that thumbnail. Oh, big red. And uh, so minus 165, we're not going to play. Their over-under is 11 and a half and a juiced heavy to the over. 12 wins is a lot for the Super Bowl champs. I mean, granted, they do it every year. But I'm going to easily take the under minus, plus 115 under 11 and a half. And an even favorite, why not? If you really want to be a hater, go to their alt window total. Nine and a half under that is plus 350. Bomb that! Um, so that's the AFC West, basically, uh, not, too, not too much of deep analysis, but I got to keep the show moving because oh, I'm already really, 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 really late. Sorry about that. Um, because I have to do the golf in the ladies world cup coming up and a man in a box. Um, but any, any of your favorite AFC West plays, get them in there. So I kind of like, I kind of like Vegas because people are down on them. The Raiders. Not to do anything, not to do the damage, but uh, I think I can see it going Chargers, Kansas City, Raiders, Broncos. Like Broncos dead last. Raiders is still, you know, to be somewhat respectable and get to at least seven or eight wins. And I like those Chargers to finally. The, I can see the Chargers doing like one of those weird 14 and two or 14 and three seasons and, and then first round playoff loss, of course. But we don't need, we don't care, we don't need to care about the playoffs. The Chargers are only minus 140 to make the playoffs. That's happening. The Chargers are making the playoffs, minus 140. I'll add that bomb in there. They're 11-1 to win the conference, but fuck that. Take Justin Herbert over 4,400 yards passing, 10-1 to to win MVP with Kellen Moore. I got to love it. Anyway, with that being said, let me tell you about... The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. 
You get that with the Patreon only. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast. Ooh, like Tales from the Bus. That was, uh... Oh, let me get that part I'm coming off there. Like that Johnny Paycheck thing when he did all the cocaine in the world. Anyway, uh, plus some... There's even a Discord channel just for the Patreons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. And we are back on the bottom line bombs. Thank you for everyone watching on the YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe and the like button on the comments. Uh, some more AFC West comments coming in. Brian Petrovka joins the chat. He says over under on Garoppolo games played. I'm I'm high on Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo, people love to shit on him. I don't know if you're late to the show, Petrovka, but I think Garoppolo's a perfect Vegas quarterback. He knows how to handle strippers and porn stars in Vegas. I mean, they're like, he knows you take them out for a nice dinner. Let the, let the paparazzi get a photo, get out in front of it. Make them feel good. That way they won't fucking ruin your life later on when you try to hide it. Like Zion. Garoppolo's a veteran at this. He's a perfect, perfect Las Vegas quarterback. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're that much different than that. I think they will be being Denver. I still have Vegas in third place this year. I got Chargers, Chiefs, Vegas, and Denver. But I like the, Char- I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders over at Opowski. Hammer that. Over six and a half wins. I think they get to eight. Like White. Like uh, like Jimmy G. Anyway. Anyway, let's get into some Lady World Cup. If you're new to the bottom line bombs, that's my bit. I play that song for no matter what the sport is, no matter what we're talking about, you know. Let's talk about some golf. Let's talk about the tragic fires in Maui. Let's talk some Lady World Cup. <laughs> we have to get going. Oh, the hat. Yep. Someone. I'm wearing a Missouri hat for Kansas, for Missouri, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, for the AFC West thing there. Um, someone noticed that. Terrible state. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Here we go. World Cup. We lost. Uh, we lost uh, Australia. Lost England this morning. Thank God I didn't have to watch it. But uh, they lost three to one to England. Our future is done. We had Australia to win it all, ten to one. I got to the final four, but the late they couldn't lady finish for the lady final four. Uh, we also lost the under in that Sweden Spain game. Jesus, it was nil nil with like eighty minute and eightieth minute mark, and there was three three lady goals in like five minutes. We had Sweden to advance too. Also a loss. There. Listen, I get the sport is different, and they play at a different level. But, like, sometimes, my God, that goal they let up that Spain scored to, take, to, to win it 2-1, to one, it was, like, off a corner kick. All 11 Sweden's defenders were, like, packed by the goalie. They just passed it to the girl, and she was wide open, just shot it in. Like, what the fuck? It's like a bouquet toss or something. Everyone just, all the girls are screaming towards the ball. Spread it out. Jesus, God. What are they doing? And then Australia curled a wide open net and miss it, but that's soccer. You can't complain. About it. Thank God it happened at three in the morning and I didn't have to see any of it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but that's what happened. So now we have, but that does lead to a couple of fun things. So we, it leads to a third place game, which is my favorite thing in the World Cup in gambling is, is, is betting on the over in the third place game. No matter who it is. 
Because both teams don't give a shit about defense. They play defense in soccer, especially World Cup. You play soccer, you don't you play soccer. You play defense, you don't want to make a mistake the entire time. You don't want to give up that one goal. It's going to be, you know, apocalyptic and tragic. And now not too many sports do this, the consolation game anymore. NCAA uh, March Madness used to do it. They don't do it anymore because it's just embarrassing. I think the NIT might do it. NIT does a consolation game. But they used to do it all the time. And it's fun because no one gives a... F- it's great. So no one cares. So now you have Sweden and Australia. The over-unders, too. I don't know who's going to win. I don't care. I bet Australia is not a bad play, plus 160, because Sweden's very nice. And it's a home, you know, a little, the home field for the fans, maybe give them a little gift. So, you know, I'll sprinkle a little on Australia plus 160. Because they're going to care for their fans. They don't want to do it. You don't want to do a bad effort. Remember when Brazil did that one time? Brazil played Germany in a men's world cup and they lost like nine to one because they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it was like in front of their fans too. Cause they were, because they really disappointed them. Australian fans with the women's soccer, like, eh, all right, you disappointed, but you know, we, you weren't expected to win anyway. Brazil's expected to win, but we're really going to bomb over two in the consolation game. Sweden, Australia, bomb that. As far as the final itself, Spain and England, which will also be at, who knows, four, sets four in the morning. Get your cocaine ready if you want to stay up for that. Um, that's a tight game. Spain to, adv- Spain to win it, it's one fif- minus 115. England's minus 105, so it's basically a coin flip. They're both like plus 170, 180 to win in regulation, over-unders two. This one will be more of a tight. This one I can definitely see going under. But I like to draw at plus 200. There's been so many draws in this. Let's bomb that. Spain and England plus two on a draw. Take a risk. Take a risk at that. You don't have to care who wins. Little lady draw. Little lady tie. They're very considerate. And Barner says the NIT is a consolation tournament. <laughs> that it is. That it is. But it used. To, I don't know if they they love reminding you how it used to be the great tournament. You know, in 1945, when Bob Cousy won, it was the it was the tournament to be. Yeah, we we know it's not anymore. Now we let in 200 schools to the other one. Um, so yeah, Australia and the over we love a lot, and then we'll take a draw for that Spain England maybe, maybe sprinkle in the under as well. Uh, real quick, should give us. I'll give out a couple golf bombs too, only because that just keeps making that just keeps making UC generates money. It is the BMW, and then, then I'll get into Man in the Box. But I have to give out quick things for BMW bombs. Where there's only two tournaments left. This one's in Olympia Fields in Chicago. Um, let me see. Where is my notes for it? Let me find That's oh, it's right in front of me. I'm an idiot. Um, Olympia Fields in Chicago, 50-man, no cut. This is going to be tougher than the other ones. It's not going to be like a minus 20. Uh, a couple years ago, I think like minus two won it, and like plus four was like top ten. Uh, so it's a lot, a lot of, so there's only 50 people, no cuts. So you're not going to find too many long shots. Rory McIlroy at plus 850 is not a bad play. He's, I'd like him to win it. We'll give that about, I, I hate the number at 850, but you got to like it. I'll give it up. Rory McIlroy real quick. Plus 850. But I'll give you out. I'll give you out three dogs, three long shots that can hit. So we'll bet these guys and the top 10, all right? Real quick, and then we'll get to the man in the box, and we'll get to have some fun. But now let's we got to do business here in the bottom line bombs as well. Can't just, uh, can't just be a, <laughs> life's not a theme park, you know? Can't just take the merry-go-round, and uh, it's not a Ferris wheel. Where's the Ferris wheel? Shout out to Henry Scott. Uh, we're going to go beyond Hunan at 40 to 1. He bombed him. He's also three and a plus three forty to win top ten. He, you have to be a good driver in this course. Long, it's going to play slow too, which means you really got to bomb it. And he's actually a top five driver. You wouldn't suspect it, but he is. He's a top five driver, uh, and he's great. So forty one. Also, uh, someone who's hot, JT Poston. He's at seventy to one. You're not going to get too many of these at this tournament. Seventy to one, bomb that. He's been hot. He's got four top sevens in his last six. So also get the, uh, let me see what his top 10 is real quick. 
Let me take a look. I get these future downs here. Um, JT Poston. Let's see. Top 10. BMW Championship. Right, this is good radio as uh, you hear me literally scroll through. Who did I say? Oh, yeah, JT Poston. Um, ooh, Byung Kim already dropped the 325. Probably a, a, that's, that Vegas is live to the bottom line bombs. They're moving numbers. JT Poston is plus 450. Top 10. I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna start releasing my bombs here, Patreon style, directly to you, like Right Angle Sports, because the, the numbers are too hot. Uh, the other one is gonna go Emil, Emiliano Grillo, who's got who's good course fit. He's at 90 to one. Bomb it. Also, he's also plus 450 for top 10. Bomb that, which is a pretty low number for what sort of a long shot he is. But it is what it is. Can't believe Vegas is so dialed into my bombs. Unbelievable. With that being said, those are my golf bombs. Three long shots and Rory McIlroy to win is my favorite. <clears throat> Good luck with that. Uh, World Cup bombs, a consolation match I love is my favorite one. Is the over favorite thing to play is the consolation games. And when, there's nothing like lady, not lady apathy. You know, it'll be very nice to each other. Um, as far as the actual World Cup. I hope Spain wins or England wins. I don't care who wins it. They're hot, England. You're them. I have arm tattoos. Anyway, let's get to the box. There's my Missouri hat. Welcome to the man in the box. I am CJ Sullivan. Talking, well, I was going to talk about, oh man, there's so many things to talk about. I've already talked about the TikTok comments up top. <laughs> that I, I'm going, I'm about to disable. I'm going to disable, I've, I've, I've come to the decision. I'm going to disable the comments just for that video about the song of the rich guys north of Richmond because I know the audience would, and they just attack and, attack and it's just ridiculous. There's no good comments, which is, which is odd. It's about freedom. That was funny. When Sage Steele for ESPN, she resigned yesterday after she won her she won her court case settlement. Her statement was like, I'm gonna move on from ESPN where I could better practice my First Amendment rights. She got on her high horse with that. She's a conservative. Sage Steele. And um whatever, I don't hate Sage Steele like some people do, but uh I do like what he said. I want to exercise my First Amendment rights. Who's stopping you from being a First Amendment? Although I, I do. I will say this: people also go nuts on that the other way. People are like, they don't get what First Amendment is. First, freedom of speech just means you won't go to jail. You won't go. You won't get arrested. That's what's freedom. Having consequences for your job is different. Really? Okay. Uh. Well, you have different definitions of freedom then. <laughs> if you think you should be terrified to say an unpopular opinion. Now, I'm saying an unpopular opinion, not something that's like hateful, obviously. That you can't do that because you're going to create a bad work environment. But like just an unpopular opinion. If you have to hide your opinion and say it in privacy of your home or you'll get fired and ostracized, that's not exactly freedom. And that defense of, well... In other countries, you go to jail. That's what that's what that's what freedom of speech is. Oh, is that what you're comparing it to now? What it is in other other third world countries? Because that's the argument misogynists use with women. Like, oh, these American women should be happy they get paid what they do. In other countries, you get stoned for showing an ankle. Great. Is that what we're comparing ourselves to? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, as I say, both sides are terrible people. You know how uh what did Trump say? There's good. Both people have good sides. Both people. Both sides are awful. And here's me in the middle, the man in the box. But I don't want to get into a freedom of speech. But that's what happens when I am the man in the box. I can't. I don't relegate myself. Sage, come on over here. It's just me. It's just me in a can. It's speaking in a can. I'm a cross between Jim Rome and Alex Jones over here. Um. 
talked about Hard Knocks up top. Johnny Football. I finally watched that. The Netflix show, the Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Untold. The series Untold. Um, if you watch it, yeah, it, it wasn't. It, a lot of it has been told before, actually. There, there was nothing left untold. I mean, it was... It was good if you want to see highlights of Johnny Football, do Coke and Oxy and fucking high school and be great in high school and college and just sensationalized him a bit. It didn't really dig deep. Um, which it was okay, actually. I didn't mind it. I'm like because it still has the NCAA as an enemy, which I like. Fuck. But yeah, I mean Johnny Manzo, you fucked things up. He kind of does in a minute. It's weird. He, there's like there's some things that seemed very interesting, and then I just let it go. He was like, yeah, after I got cut, I was going to use all my money, and I was just going to party and drink myself to death, and then I was going to kill myself. And I, I bought the gun, and it was like a thirty eight revolver, and it, it jammed. What? Okay, let's hear about that. Then they're like, no, nah, let's move on. to hey, Here he is beating Alabama again. What? Go back to the fucking... <laughs> go back to the thing where his gun jammed. We tried to kill himself. That seems like an interesting story. Nah, let's talk about his oxy. They didn't even talk about him going to Canada. Coke and oxy a little bit. Um, but the NCAA was the enemy because they showed how much he made money. You know, he made all this money signing autographs illegally. He would get paid cash. And then, um, and then when the NCAA came down on him for it, he got around it by saying he just comes from a rich family. I come from oil money. That's how I get these tickets. And then, uh, <laughs> so they're like, okay, but we still got to get you for something. So they suspended him a half of game for failure to prevent the capitalization of the, yeah, the capitalization of his name, the monetization of his name. What? You mean what you do with NCAA? I, I, the NCAA, you're suspending me for not stopping you from selling my jerseys? Yeah, that's right. You should have stepped up and say, hey, I don't agree with this. We wouldn't have done anything, but at least we would have known you were against it. Now we know you're for it. So, <laughs> Chad Briggs, welcome to the show. Make sure to like and subscribe to YouTube. He wants to know if I talked about James Harden yet. Respectfully, could you do it all over again? I have not, but I'll get into it. Um, Right now, I'm talking about Johnny Manziel. Chad Briggs, you're from Texas. You're a Texas man. You know what a legend he is. And I, they didn't even talk about the part where Jerry Jones wanted to draft him. Old drunk Jerry Scotch Jones. And the sons were like, okay, Dad, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take Johnny. Write it down on this little piece of paper, Dad. And they did. He wrote down Johnny Manziel on a piece of paper. All right, we'll take that. We'll make sure we give that right to the commissioner. And they just threw it in a trash can and drafted a, a lineman like they should have. <laughs> but but they sh why I mean and he's not sober now that's the thing they show all this partying he does like oh okay he's, he must have recovered at the end and he didn't he's still drinking at the end he's drinking a beer and smoking a joint but they don't even talk about it his sister just comes on like yeah he's still not well we'll fucking talk about it I want to see what he's doing now and he's opening up a bar that should go well he's opening up a bar at College Station <laughs> in rural Texas around all the people that still worship him. Yeah, just just milk that dry. Milk that dry, Johnny. But anything that makes the NCAA look bad, I'm all for because they made so much money off of him. I get it. But good Lord. I've been done with Jim Harbaugh recently. The Jim Harbaugh suspension. They're, now they've taken that away because it's going to be under court order or whatever. Come on. <laughs> I mean, just like. <laughs> and the NCAA made a statement about it. Like, it's not about cheeseburgers. People are saying it's about cheeseburgers. First of all, the NCAA never says anything. Good Lord. About like a, ca a case that's still in trial. But I just, we, we just all agree Jim Harbaugh's an asshole. How bad of a comfort. Federation, you got to be to make Jim Harbaugh look like a look like the hero to make him look good. That's how much we hate the NCAA. Petrovka says you got to get bar rescue there before it opens. <laughs> a bar, him yelling at Johnny Football. 
I love documentaries where the subject is obviously the producer of it. So you're not going to hear anything, anything of fucking merit. It's just, it's just him in a chair. Then, uh, you know, they do the fucking, <laughs> the slate. They do the slate. He looks around. Whoa, I guess we're really doing this, huh? In an empty room. In an empty room. Why? There, it's always a fucking like empty room and a single chair in the middle of it. They do the slate. Oh, oh boy, this is it. We're really going to, I guess this is happening. Okay, what do you want to know? Did I like the nickname Johnny Football? You're goddamn right I did. Nobody, nobody asked you this, Johnny. What? Who are you talking to? Did I have a great time? I sure did. Again, Johnny, no one is asking you these questions. I just wanted to make sure that I have full out of control and all that. But uh, oh, can, you, can you believe this is happening? Ah, <laughs> uh, Chad Briggs. I love, love Chad Briggs. I didn't get into James Harden respectfully. Maybe I'll get into next week. That's hilarious. Uh, James, James Harden. So funny. Where was he? China? Or Japan, China, where he's like, someone, he's, he's calling Daryl Morial. Daryl Morial's a liar. I hate that. I'm going to sabotage. And he'll, he'll sabotage the Sixers. He'll sabotage camp. He's kind of a, James Harden, they should hire James Harden. He's like a grenade, like he'll jump on a grenade for you. You need, you need a team blown up? I'm the grenade jumper. I'll, I'll, land, I'll jump on that grenade and I'll blow up your team from the inside. If you want to start over, you get James Harden out there. He gains and loses 50 pounds in a week. All right, I'll become fat and fucking not give a shit. And I'll destroy. I have a morale destroyer. They, the Sixers signed Patrick Beverly just, to, just as a guy who can talk to James Harden. We just need someone who can talk to him. So that'll be fun. Why wouldn't you want to fucking trade him? I mean, that, that that's what I do like about James Harden. He's like, oh, you want to keep me? I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you if you how how badly you don't want to keep me on your team. I'll be a I'm a terrible teammate. I do nothing that's good. A game for Sacramento who's just giving the ball to the other team. <laughs> I gotta I gotta love that. Get rid of me. No, we want to keep you. No, you don't. Trust me, you do not want to keep me. Now when I'm in Operation Sabotage. Now would be a perfect time to play a BC Boy Sabotage clip. But instead, I play this song. <laughs> that actually made sense since we were talking NBA, but I was talking Netflix Johnny Football. Um... Anyway, that's going to do it for the man in the box. I'm, so, I'm sorry if you guys did join late, but please, thank I mean, is, But I do appreciate you guys coming. Like and subscribe on the YouTube button. I got to get that thing going. Although we're over 100 subscribers. We started out from scratch. Um, if you're listening to the podcast... On Spotify's or wherever it is, wherever pods are told, leave a five star review or a review, a good review or a bad review. I'd rather have a bad review and five stars than a good review and one star. Some people love to get those things confused. They leave, like, great show, couldn't recommend it enough, one star. <laughs> Which I get, it's confusing. Thank you for the effort. I'd rather give the five stars and a terrible review. Actually, that's what I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask all my listeners to give a five star review and the worst five stars and the worst review possible. Not possible, you know. Make it funny, whatever you want to do. I'll read those on the air and uh, I'll pick from some of the some of the best worst reviews I can get. Roast me in the chat, as they say. Roast me in the comments. Uh, go ahead and roast the man in the box. I don't care. Just leave the just engage. Get the algorithm going. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? I might give out a prize for the best, worst review. That's what I'm going to do. People like, we have the thing, I'll give, out a, I'll give out a man in a box shirt. How about that? You get a man in a box shirt, merchandise, for the best, worst review. I'll send it to you for free. Make sure you subscribe and all of that. Um, other than that, subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs and all the, all the other stuff on the format, the Patreon, all those things. Uh, like I said, so it'll be a long weekend going to... Uh, Going to Vegas this weekend. So I'll have a good report for that when I come back Monday. Um, should be exciting. Staying downtown. I don't even dare 
go to the strip anymore. It is not for us. It's not for the common man, you know? Um, triple zero roulettes. I don't want to get into it. It's amazing. Thank you, Brian Petrov. He says that character is low-key good feedback so far on it. Uh, any feedback so far on it? People love it. I'll give a shout-out to the art. I'll, 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 I'm proper artist from Comedy Gazelle. I forget his name. I will give credit out to him. Um, but, yeah, that is a great character. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Bottom Line Bombs. Follow me on all the Instagrams and Twitters and all that shit, and especially on the YouTube. Get more Man in the Box videos. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it.